Hey there, welcome to another Tesla Motors Club podcast. My name is Lewis. And I'm Mike. I'm Doug. On today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, FSD version 11 possibly coming out soon. Um, some new up updates around the software stack. Uh, Doug goes over some install uh, that he did for a charger. Um, some threads that are interesting and more, much more to come on episode number 31, which starts now. And we're back. <laughs> How are you gentlemen doing? Fine. Doing Good. just it's, fine. It's been a long break, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back from hiatus, yeah. the Christmas and uh, whatever the holidays. Holidays and New Year's. And New Year's. Yeah. We, we haven't washed away yet. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm glad that you're both here with me. Uh, you know, a lot of exciting things happened in the Tesla world over the last couple of weeks while we were on break. Hey there, Jones. <laughs> Jones. Jones one. Hey, Michael. Back again. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming and joining us today. Um, so I guess we'll jump into it. Uh, FSD version eleven, the infamous version eleven <laughs> that we've been talking about for ages, is infamous. finally about to come out. Maybe. What, what's Maybe. eleven? So Elon says, looks like version eleven point three will be ready for wide release in about two weeks. Many major improvements. What's eleven point three as opposed to? So. Yeah, so basically okay, 11 right. itself is the consolidated stack. Um, and the reason 11.3 will be the ver first version that goes wide because 11, 0, 1, and 2 were internal to Tesla employees only. So so technically, like Elon's had version 11 for six months, at least from how he's talked about it. Um, there was actually a tweet. Uh, where was it? It was like... January is actually no it's it's been about a year it was like January 7th I think <laughs> 2022 right where Elon first said version 11 will be out next month coming soon right coming yeah. soon. so <laughs> so so he was about a year off which is fine you know it happened what do you mean by next month though did he mean for everybody or just for employees or I guess you can well so the funny thing is employees didn't get it until a few months ago mm -hmm. um so either way it was a bad prediction um, but he originally said it would be for, released for like everybody uh, next month. I'm pretty sure is what he what he said at the time. I, you know, I, I never get those uh, predictions. I, I mean, something Mike said earlier that uh, that makes sense, right? Like if you're going to say two weeks, he says that often, two weeks or a month, right? When yep. when people say a month, you're like, oh yeah, that's it's definitely about to come out, and maybe at most one month becomes three months, not one month becomes you know years. <laughs> um so i yeah i mean it was 2017 right uh where elon said oh in about six months there'll be a no intervention drive from new york to la or something right sure. uh six months in 2017 so six months i guess i know you, you might think anything can happen in six months uh but uh, certainly within two weeks a month you would think you'd have a, a good grasp on what actually is going to be done well, you have yeah, I mean, it Tesla, depends. You have that you Tesla know. reality distortion field effect going on. So, you know, time dilation being what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the gravity field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. think the, the problem is, so normally in software, right, you have a, a whole, people, estimates are bad, right? Like most software Pretty is much. late. Most projects are late, right? Like the, the old adage, you can 
you can pick your scope or you can pick your due date, but you can't pick both, right? If you try to do both, you're going to be wrong. Um, it, both but, cases. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, but I, but I mean, I feel like FSD is a much harder problem because it's an unsolved problem. So it's not mm -hmm. like adding a button to a website. It's not like doing something that is like quantifiably so, understood. and controllable. So let, let me ask you, Lewis, being a software geek that you are, mm -hmm. if, if you were on the Tesla team doing FSD and you've been working away for the last two years on it, and all of a sudden they rip away all your ultrasonic sensors, is that any kind of impact to what you do? Uh, I mean, it depends um, because what I would what I would say is I don't think that the ultrasonic sensors impacted the FSD stack because on the whole, I would say I doubt the models do much with the ultrasonics. So you think they're? Um, I feel like radar was maybe a big would have been a big impact for sure, but they I did that radar a year probably. ago or whatever, right? Like they they started doing that much earlier. I guess it um, depends where you where you draw the lines between the different uh, software features. Certainly, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, but, summon certainly summon was using. I, I was just well, see that's where I was going. Was summon is part of FSD, and summon does rely on the ultrasonics, as far as I understand how things work. Sure. I mean, yeah. So, so someone currently well, does not use FSD beta, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So the question is, when were they working on improving Summon with the new tech stack? I don't, I don't know when they were working on it. You know, one of the engineers hinted at saying that the the models around parking lot navigation were going to be coming out soon. Uh, you know, that was soon. A AI. Soon. <laughs> he specifically said by the end of the year, he was hoping. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Summon is its own thing. And certainly, uh, you know, just as people using Autopilot, Autopilot hasn't seen any updates uh, in a very long time. In a, in a while, because all the, and, you know, maybe rightly so, all the work has been in the FSD beta. Um, you know, my Summon stopped working months ago. And uh, when I took it in to try to get it repaired, uh, they kept the car all day and didn't actually do anything. And they just said, oh, this is a, this is a known firmware bug. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for bringing it to our attention. Well, right. then it, it's they known, the so I didn't really bring it to your attention. <laughs> and then they did nothing for me. So it's just, okay, it's just not going to work. Uh, and what about the infamous auto park? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Auto I, park, I never auto parked. I never could find a way for it to work. Right. I've ever. had it work on, on occasion. Sometimes it surprises me and it does a good job. Sometimes it just gives up. Uh, and, and, it, and it's always slower than what I can do anyway. So I, it's only a novelty because, um, you know, if anybody's actually waiting, it's just embarrassing. So would, um, would you include those two <laughs> features as part of FSD or would you consider them to be separate items? Well, I, I tend to think that they're just coded separately. Like obviously yeah. they depended on the, um, on the ultrasonics, uh, I, you know, at least they seem to, um, and if, ultrasonics are no longer like i don't even know what people like people buying cars now what do they get because how does does auto park even work at all for them since they don't have sensors i've been told probably that. not until vision yeah. only version comes yeah. out which i, I think I, is going to require an option yeah I, I think it's going to require a version 11 um so the, so okay so let's <laughs> yeah, get down Michael's to the, the, boy here. <laughs> the good news the good news about uh, version 11. Okay. Yeah. I see Mike, Michael's comment. Auto park with no other speed, cars, <laughs> but I only trust it when there are no other cars around. <laughs> but um, he, what's interesting, just to continue with auto park though, is um, 
It, it has evolved over the time that I've had my car. Uh, you know, I got my car end of 2018. Um, like it used to only be able to park if, if there were cars there, like if you're parking in lines, you know, it only backs right. in and it could only park if there was a car on either side. Cause I think it only depended on ultrasonics then. but I th with a recent update, I don't know how recent, I, I, but uh, I have the lines, work. you know, so my model three, you know, mm -hmm. I've tried to use that, the Tesla charger, the supercharging, and there's always cars on both sides and there's always lines mm -hmm. and it won't work. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'm missing something. I, I've had it work, but it's so slow that it, um, you know, I've had people drive around me while I'm trying to use it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let me just stop it. So I just say, I've, I've personally never tried auto park or uh, summon. Well, you haven't used either those either. I haven't even tried them as a part, party trick. Haven't used them at all. You should play with summon. Uh, if it works for you at all, it's kind of cool. Like when it did work, you know, you have to keep an eye on it, but, I'd be at the hardware store and often the entrance is far away from the exit and to just bring the car to you, especially when it's raining, it's kind of cool. And mainly just to see people reacting like, Ooh, there's nobody in that car and it's, and right. it's coming towards Ghost you. Car. That was fun. <laughs> and I'm really disappointed that it doesn't work right now. And they can't, they just, it's some known firmware bug. Well, what, what happened? <laughs> Why can't I use it anymore? It always says um, visual system obstructed. That always gives me that error when the visual system is fine while I'm using autopilot. So I don't, I don't get it. So. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so two I weeks, mean, two weeks, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Wes, uh, Wes friend of the show, uh, um, has <laughs> been on before. Uh, he said, although Elon hasn't explicitly said it, it would seem that some V11 features or improvements have bled into the three dot yep. X uh, a holiday branch that we have uh, seems like they pivoted with uh, Chuck's unprotected left turn. Um, and at least that's his take. Uh, yeah. So they've definitely pulled some features back. So I feel, I, I feel like we should say, you know, Elon originally jokingly, he said, Oh, V11, that'll be out next month back a year ago. So, you know, he's only off by about a year. Um, but that's not really a fair criticism in the sense that they did pull features forward and forward into the other branches. And there are reasons of why they probably didn't just blankly push the button and, you know, switch it to 11. Uh, you know, just, it has, it goes to 11, right? They just do it because you can. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think the important thing is, you know, V11, why is it a big deal? It is a big deal because it is finally going to use the new and improved architecture and modeling stack that they've been working on for over a year that we've seen showcased at multiple talks and conventions and, you know, all that stuff that they're finally going to be using it for highway driving. So up until this point, as soon as you were on the highway and you're using, you know, if you have FSD beta, you were not using the new models. You were using the same old crappy. I shouldn't say crappy. I should say the same old code <laughs> that you've been using for uh, several years. And the funny thing is it honestly works pretty well. Like mm -hmm. I don't really have com many complaints on the highway driving. I, I would agree with that. Um, when I so it actually works it. quite yeah. well, despite it being old. I think what's exciting is going to see how much better it can get with the new technology. I think it's finally going to, they'll be able to make even more improvements to it yeah. um, with the new architecture. So, And, and that's a good point. Was on the highway, FSD, when I subscribed to it, for example, worked fine. On the highway. It, and that was Navigate on Autopilot. Yeah, that, that was, was the old Navigate code. on Autopilot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the old code. <laughs> Very yeah. old, yes. old code. I'm, I'm interested. Well, I, in, I mean, over a year old, right? Like, they hadn't updated yes, it. It probably, was over a year old. Yeah. But they so, got the job done. I'm just wondering what uh, people that don't get 
or don't pay for FSD, what what will their experience be? Uh, like the main I'll difference I see is um, <laughs> like when I'm on uh, city streets or whatever, you know, I have that sort of visualization. It's mainly a white uh, background. And uh, but when I had FSD beta, you know, that it kind of had a different uh, visualization. You know, will everybody have that that FSD beta visualization? And and when you are on the highway, like I think everyone still has like by default you get uh, unless they change the packaging again, um, you get uh, lane keeping and, and a- adaptive cruise control. Um, you know, if, if what, you have what is the that experience enhanced like? autopilot? So, you know, there's multiple tiers. So they brought that back because that went away. For a while. OK, correct. That went away and enhanced came back. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, so the other good news, the the thing that you kind of brought up is now going forward, we are no longer on divergent branches of software. There's no longer mm-hmm. a split version. So whether you have FSD beta or you don't have FSD beta, we are all going it's to be on the same software, software stack, yeah. mm-hmm. which is probably better news to me, like bigger news to me, even than the V11 coming out um, soon, uh, TM, uh, because <laughs> the... <laughs> You know, historically, those of us that have been on FSD beta, we've lagged behind weeks, sometimes even months in software yep. features. So we yep. get those features way later than the general populace. Now, everybody's going to get all the features at the same time. We're, you know, within reason. I think they're still going to have like the early, the early people versus the late, you know, it's not every mm-hmm. car updates at the same day, right? On the versions that kind of stagger it, but there won't be this weird you know, branch split of, oh, FSD beta people, you're on an old version and everyone else is, you know, two or three uh, versions ahead. Right. Um, so that's going to be really exciting. With with winter here on the East Coast, I've really wanted that that opening your door feature without having to, uh, you know, get the, the door handle defrosted because it'll just, it's frozen up. <laughs> Chip uh, away, so I've been yeah. really wanting that that feature. But again, with this, with, with this single stack, um, and I've mentioned it before, I just kind of wonder, how things will really behave because I, I find a difference in priorities between navigating on autopilot and uh, FSD beta. And the, the main one that stuck out to me from my long trips is when I'm on a, a two lane highway, uh, FSD beta is always trying to get me out of the right lane. So it's, it'll just say move to left lane to stay out of the rightmost lane. Okay. But navigate on all autopilot wants me to get out of the passing lane. So it wants yeah. me to move over and I, I don't right. want to be in the passing lane. I want to be sitting in the right lane because I don't want to piss right. the local cops off. So um, I wonder what, I'm just curious what, what wins out. I, and, and what's the, what is the design goal or argument to keep you out of the right lane? I mean, I understand a lot more stuff might be happening in the right lane, people merging in and whatnot, but it, it got annoying. There'll be a long stretch to the next exit and it's still pushing me out of the right lane. Right. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen uh, a number of threads where people have complained about that, where they're like, hey, I'm in the left lane. I have a left turn coming up. And for some reason, it wants me to move all the way to the right lane. And then by the time you're you realize this, back, go back yeah. to the left lane, it can't get over. So I missed my turn. <laughs> Think, things along those nat- uh, along that nature. Um, from what we've been, again, none of us have it yet. Uh, it's only Tesla employees have version 11. But uh, it sounds like it's supposed to be better. The way they're talking about it, the way Elon's been talking about it, is is improvements. You know, there's a lot of improvements over that. So we'll have to see. I'm I'm hopeful that it there will be improvements. But you're right, there will be differences in what it prioritizes for sure. 
Um, and the with the combined software stack now, what will likely happen is everybody will be using quote unquote FSD beta, whether they have the full beta version or not. So even if you just have like traffic aware cruise control or something, it's still going to be leveraging the new stack most likely uh, where it's, you know, varying amounts of configurability. So all of those features are going to probably be a little bit different, um, but it should be. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. It'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, he said in about two weeks, who knows? Uh, but I, I, generally speaking, you know, there's there's a running gag in software where some teams always say in two weeks and two weeks and two weeks and you'll go a year and a half just saying in two weeks. Um, I don't think that's the case here. I feel like they're close enough. They've had it a, a wide enough pool of users in their own internal testing. I think that we're likely to actually see it. OK, if not in two weeks, maybe in a month, uh, but it should be should be relatively soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out. So it's going to be really exciting. Two weeks. Um, yeah, two weeks. Uh, so we've had a, <laughs> had a few comments. Um, so let's see. Uh, I'm going to guess your name is Beaver. No, that's not right. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to go <laughs> with. Um, 73AV8R. I'm really bad at reading Saver. code, apparently. I'm Saver. Saver. I don't know. Or I, I'm T- too bad at uh, reading leak code. T V. Um, well, version so what he says is well, version eleven <laughs> speed bumps. Right now, well, my car wants to Dukes of Hazard over them in my neighborhood. Um, yeah, I've seen buddy. a number of people complain <laughs> about this. Um, speed bumps are certainly an issue. Uh, there's some, you know, concern about like removing radar and things like that. Not seeing it, I'm not sure how much that would have helped because it depends on how low it's pointed, what the angles are. Um, so extremely pronounced and obvious speed bumps. I feel like the the current software will see them a little bit. Um, but yeah, mostly they're not, uh, and, uh, over time they'll improve it hopefully, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a concern. We had in our little world here, we had issues with Rick, uh, train crossings. I've got several 73 aviator. That's his name. I apologize. I see it now. (laughs) 73 aviator. Totally makes sense. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I didn't have too many issues with speed bumps, but my car did try to do the Dukes of Hazard over our, a couple of our uh, train crossings. It, mm. it didn't understand that there's this incline <laughs> going over the train tracks. It was a grade change. Um, Wes had a little bit Crazy. of a comment uh, regarding regarding speed bumps. Uh, I guess maybe in response to that question. Yeah, uh, he said data engine sometimes sees speed bumps now with twenty five point X. Not in a highly reliable way, though. Um, you know, I've I've had it uh, when I had FSD beta. It would see the speed bumps that were marked that had the the hash lines the hash on across it. it. Yeah, and it would slow down for those. That's pretty reliable on that. The ones that weren't marked, yeah, Dukes of Hazard. It would, it would try to. <laughs> the problem is, seventeen miles an hour is pretty fast to go over some speed bumps. So, like, I'm not sure what the what they're going to do there because yeah, some speed bumps that's fine, but yeah. like. I've seen, you know, we have some crazy ones here sometimes where I've seen in Texas yeah. where it's just like, if you're going faster than like eight miles an hour, you're, you're doing something. 17 <laughs> is fine for the neighborhood, what they call traffic calming humps, um, mm. as opposed to speed bumps, but like your sort of parking lot speed bump. Yeah. You don't want to be going too fast on those, but you should <laughs> imagine, be slow in the parking lot anyway. Yeah, if if FSD imagine? beta would slow down in the parking lots instead yeah, so of trying to do 35 miles an hour. Coilovers and his 21 inch tires hitting those bumps at 17 miles an hour. Ooh, <laughs> won't end well. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I would like to point out, I agree with uh, Michael's comment. So my, uh, Michael Mooney said, if you change the assertive setting, it won't try to keep you out of the fast lane. So there are some settings you can tweak even now where with that auto lane change thing where it keeps trying to swap on you, it, you can you can kind of get it to be a little bit better to like not nag you as much. But I, I don't know. It's it's still not perfect. And, you know, it's getting be- it's getting better. Um, overall, yeah. though, I'm really happy with where FSD is today and V11. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing how it gets better. Um, it is not the I just drive from New York to LA. It's not that, not even but it close. can drive 98, 99% of the time on most of the trips I do. It can do basically the whole thing. It can't do the parking lot, and I don't trust it to get out of my garage and my driveway. But between those, it'll do it mostly by itself. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I, I'm, <laughs> we'll I'm, see. The, I'm the skeptic here. Mike's my, my, skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see where it is. But uh, anyway, so that's the exciting exciting news on FSD Beta. Um, and also with that, combining the software stacks uh, so that everybody's on the same software branch, which is... That I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's, that's uh, awesome. Awesome. Very excited. Um, so next up, uh, let's jump into uh, Doug uh, mm-hmm. pretended to be an electrician. He did. He did. As Successfully. A, as a formerly licensed electrician, I was licensed and did work as an electrician. Uh, I do not recommend that everybody do this. However, I will say it is much easier than you think. And if you're smart and you use your head and you watch some good YouTube videos, most people can probably do this without a problem. Um, hey, I, I mean, I'm not uh, a licensed electrician, but I did... Uh study some electrical engineering as well as applied physics uh you know in the graduate level so uh i should be i should be okay <laughs> oh, so you'll, you'll be able to explain to us why you got shocked <laughs> i did not get shocked at all um, um yeah so it's kind of funny because um uh so i guess wow it's been many weeks now since uh because we had a hiatus but um you know some time ago mike uh talked about his uh EVSC that he installed. Um, yep. And uh, that was, I, I should say that it's it's sort of sponsored because uh, the EVSC was provided. Um, but what's, what's interesting about it is that uh, uh, these guys originally provided an EVSC to me, uh, and it was one that needed to be hardwired. And where I wanted, and they were supposed to uh, cover the installation with an electrician. And uh, so where I wanted to install it, you know, I looked at the at the breaker panel and the, there were no breakers available. And also it was an outside install and it was going to be about 15 feet from the house uh, where it was going to go. So they had a connection with a, uh, you know, electrician or whatever and some local <laughs> installers and they their estimate was, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Their estimate was $4,000 for the install. Which was just nuts. I, I mean, I, I think I think the reasoning was a couple things. One was that since the breaker was full, they had to add some some element that on its own they, cost fifteen hundred dollars. Were they adding a sub panel because no? But they were adding something. Maybe it would have to be a sub panel, I guess, because it would have to have its own own um, uh, breaker, and then also this unit that on its own cost 1500 bucks. And I forget what it was called, but it Ouch. basically would detect the, the load on the house and it would cut off the EVSE load if the load on the house got too high or whatever. Um, so that alone was 1500. And I think they wanted to 
like I just wanted to put it on the fence that's back there, but they wanted to put it on a post and pressure treated wood. And they also wanted to dig, um, <laughs> dig a trench and bury the electrical and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so I just kind of gave up on it. And uh, well, then they wanted to send one with a, with a, you know, a plug on it with a NEMA 1450 plug. And uh, so that went to Mike cause I don't have that either where I, where I wanted to install it. So, so Mike did it and that worked fine, but I still had this, this thing. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to use it. Cause as it is, I was using the, um, the mobile charger that comes with the car on 110, uh, just plugging it into the, uh, <laughs> plug it into the wall and have an extension gourd going out the door, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, we can do better than that. So let me just figure this thing out and, and wire it. Um, and you know, the big thing was, uh, when I went to the breaker panel and took off the, the front panel, it turned out, guess what? One of these breakers wasn't even con connected to anything. So there was a free breaker, even though you couldn't really <laughs> tell. Um, so, uh, so I went ahead and, and wired the thing up and, uh, I do have a couple photos for those, uh, live. Let's see. Uh, let's see if this will work. Okay. Yeah. So that's the unit, you know, yep. I'm just sort of messing with it. And, um, Let's see if this lets me. That's my nephew who was just kind of around helping me out. Oh. Uh, it's actually at his place. And uh, so, yeah, we just put it on the, on the fence. That's the mounting plate for the thing. There's nothing special about here. And just sort of, you know, this is me running the wiring. And there's also a uh, connection for Ethernet. And, uh, and this is sort of more finalized with, uh, with all the cable management. So I just ran the cable along the fence and in a controlled mantle instead of so trying to Is that to a garden it. hose holder that you've got underneath it? Uh, it's, it's, it could be used <laughs> for a garden hose. It's just for whatever. I got it from Home That's Depot, a very I clever think. idea, actually. It, it gives a nice, easy way to hang the cable. Yeah, just give you a place to hang the cable and it's, and it's nearby and it's in the center. Yep. Uh, I don't know what the design was. I think they expected you to just kind of wrap it around the unit. Uh, because the unit has kind of a, a lip on the front of it, uh, but I'm like, okay, oh, Tesla's works, right? It's you yeah. intended for you to on, wrap on the mine, around it. The little on mine, the little green holder is detached from the unit, and so that's right. all part of the holder. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a probably a nicer feature and probably better for someone at home. Uh, yeah, this one feels a little bit more commercial intended, um, but yeah, it's just a it's it's for a, it. It's a general utility hanger thing that can cool. hold up to 50 pounds or something. And that's plenty. <laughs> and I thought I like it would be that. neat just to put it there. And yeah, it's, it's fairly clean uh, uh, when I, when I hang it up. And uh, so there's nothing too special. So everything else is the same as what, uh, what Mike talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. but it's a big step up for me because I was charging at one uh, kilowatt pretty much from so you you know, one seven right now, maybe a little more. And now I'm doing, you know, between seven and eight. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I put it on a 40 amp breaker. Um, and I'm glad I only did 40 amp instead of trying to do like 50 amp or whatever. Cause already eight gauge cable is a pain <laughs> to deal with. Six <laughs> gauge would have been. Uh, I didn't do four gauge for mine, but yes, I feel you. Yeah. It you was know what, fun. what do you just you carry around like lobster claws to, to move something like around? that <laughs> you, you, my, eyes and conduit so it was yeah, yeah it wasn't and, that and bad, for but, the audience who's yeah. who might be wondering mm -hmm. um doug is perfectly right in putting this unit outside it's weatherproof it's nema 14 i believe weather sealing so it can withstand something like you know 
minus 10 degrees to 130 degrees water tight. It's, it's a great unit for being outside. Yeah. And, uh, worked out fine. And of course the cable I got was for outside. It was UF, uh, B, I guess it's you know, rated to be, to be buried, but I didn't want to deal with <laughs> digging a trench. And, um, you know, the, so the electrician wanted $4,000. I spent about a hundred dollars in parts. Uh, that's the cool. cabling was, uh, was 70 bucks. That's probably the most expensive bit. Yeah, that was wire. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the wire. The I mean, yeah. it was, uh, you know, like over like two bucks a foot or something two fifteen a foot, something like that. And I got 33 feet and I probably had about three feet to, to spare. Um, and, uh, you know, that little hook thing was under $10 and, uh, I replaced the breaker that was open, uh, put a 40 amp breaker in there. And that was like $15. So it was a very cheap install. Uh, piece of wood was maybe 10 bucks, you know, that I, that I put on the <laughs> mounted it to on the fence. And so it was, it was a pretty cheap install and, and I did it in about a, a day. So, um, so I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. It's a big step up, you know, that, you know, yeah. I drive around. And then instead of like seeing 24 plus hours to charge, it's only like, you know, <laughs> two hours or something, two or three hours. <laughs> so I've been uh, pretty happy about it. That's awesome. So yeah, these are, cool. are these for sale already? Like, are these something that people oh, yeah. can buy now? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you can on get Amazon. it on, on Amazon around okay. 500 bucks, I guess. They had some discounts. I don't know what they have now. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, and, I think... If I remember right, Doug, the normal price was like five fifty. Yeah, and uh, they're pretty cool. Like the software is pretty nice. Uh, it has a lot of connectivity. You can either connect to it with your phone via, via Bluetooth, Bluetooth that has Wi-Fi, or, Wi-Fi or, or or internet or the you know hard uh, you know RJ forty five Ethernet cable. Uh, and you can set it up to just start automatically when you plug in, yep. or you can code it to any RFID card, or you can code it to like connect through your phone to start charging or whatever. So you could, and you can set a price and stuff too, right? So you could share it with the neighborhood yep. and start charging people. I don't know the legalities of that, but, uh, but it's, nice. uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say when I got mine, there were two updates already uh available for the firmware so that that's that's if you were to get one the first thing i would suggest is you get it you turn it on and then you immediately check and see about updates uh the updates fixed a wi-fi issue i had so right like when i when i first uh opened it up uh and before i had um uh before i had it uh like ready to install i i literally just sort of plugged in a um you know, like a 110 outlet, you know, <laughs> and just plug it into the wall just to just play to with the connectivity and, and, and communicate with it and, um, you know, ch- test out the, the, uh, the app and all that stuff. Cause I wasn't yet sure I wanted to go through all the trouble of trying to actually install it. And it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. I was able to, uh, set up all that software and stuff. Just the, if you look at the photo, there was like a, you know, a yellow sort of not ready light on the charge. Cause that it was a little confused, I think with the, getting 120 instead of right. getting 120 from an outlet as opposed to <laughs> yeah. getting 240. Right. So just so just so everyone's aware, so we will have a link in the description yep. and be aware this is technically kind of a sponsored thing. They didn't well, pay us, but I they mean, sent us the unit yeah. for free to, to try it out. So they, that's the yeah. scope of what 
we received right. for it. So. And they, they didn't we expect were. us to talk about it again. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe this isn't so. quite sponsored. But, <laughs> so, uh, it's not really sponsored, but, but know, we'll, we'll include it. Fully transparent. I'll be, yeah. Yeah, there'll be a link in the description for info. And we haven't even mentioned the name of the manufacturer. So the, <laughs> that's right. The, the audio listeners don't know, but it, it's Autel is the, is the manufacturer. Yeah. Autel. A U T E L. Yeah. And, and I'll say this is like you said, Doug. This is this this unit leans much more to the commercial side of mm -hmm. the house than it does, like my juice box, which is a home use unit. There's a big difference between the two units. The juice box, I'm not sure I trust outside for an extended length of time. Where this box, I'd have no problems, you know, leaving it outside in in the weather. Not to mention you got the RFI card that you said, and the fact you can set up sharing so your neighbors can charge too. You can charge them or you can give it away free, your mm -hmm. choice, but it's got some nice features to it. Yeah. Have all your neighbors come hang out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get iced by your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All righty. Um, so moving on, we do have a uh, TMC thread that we were wanted to show. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, thread of the week. Oh, um, interesting. Even though it's kind of... <laughs> Not this week anymore because of uh, <laughs> the break. Um, but yeah, so there was a, uh, a somebody on Twitter tweeted at Elon basically complaining about the, um, you know, the steering wheel nag. So those of you that, you know, right. do drive with FSD wheel. beta, you know that, you know, occasionally it complains. It wants you to put a little torque on the wheel. Um, and there's a number of people out there that cheat and buy weights and water bottles and do all kinds of things to bypass the security um but uh elon said he agreed with the notion of if somebody has a lot of experience using fsd so in this example they said ten thousand miles driven on fsd uh you know can you turn off the nag option um and elon said he agreed with that so he said up, update coming in january so i don't know if that's going to be part of the version 11.3 or not if it's going to actually be dictated based on how many miles you've driven if it's going to only be in certain circumstances, maybe like highway driving. I, I personally, I wouldn't feel comfortable not holding onto the wheel in the city driving part. I feel like there's enough unexpected random stuff that happens all the time, but I could see on the highway, like, okay, maybe you're not sitting there. You know, I I'm usually one handed on it anyway, on the yoke, but, um, you, you know, that, that makes a lot of sense. I would say the, uh, the biggest downside in my long trips on the highway is is the the steering wheel nag and uh because it it's sometimes it's kind of variable i have my hand on the wheel but it's not necessarily comfortable and uh, somehow i'm not giving enough torque and and as i've said before i've had the thing kick me out even though i have my hand on the wheel and it's just okay i'm not touching it well enough or and sometimes you can just uh press a button like roll the the selectors or, or press the button on the steering wheel. Uh, but that doesn't always work. Uh, like at some point it doesn't let you do that. So you do have to torque it. And then often you end up pushing it out of FSD cause you torque it too much. And it, it's just kind of a pain in the butt really. And if they have the camera uh, and they can see you're paying attention, uh, I think that's probably a good way to go. I'm not sure how, how detailed they're being. Uh, you know, they should be alerting you if you, you know, or, or looking drowsy because that's the main concern on the highway. I would agree that you probably should, like, if it's if it's a normal like uh, surface street, that it should probably still nag you to have your hands on the wheel. Um, right. 
But uh, on the highway, he handles it as kind of pain in the butt. But then falling asleep is the big deal, and that's yeah, probably dude. that's probably most of the the FS or most of the autopilot deaths have been from someone falling asleep. I would guess. Um, so if it's looking at you, can it alert you when you're sleeping? It'd be nice if it sure. vibrated the seat or could start algorithmically telling, okay, you're drowsy, like yawning or, or, or how long your blinks are, other sort of indicators. Um, you know, that would be a, Is a poll. I'm going to vote. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. so for those interested just to see the results. So basically is they're asking, you know, will hands-free driving be a big win for Tesla? Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I think yes. Um, that being said, I do agree with some of the comments on the thread. Uh, you know, the, the argument is there are other manufacturers out there that already do hands-free driving, at least for like lane assist and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Mercedes. You know, sure, Mercedes being a prime example. Um, but I mean, it, we don't know the scope of what this is going to be, right? Like it's too vague. It's a, It's you know, five words in a, in or six words in a Twitter thread. Like, what does that mean? Um, yeah. Five and words, so, if I can count properly. There's and someone else has to actually word. implement it, right? Someone else yes, has to actually yes, do it. Yes, exactly. He's not the one writing the code and t- testing the uh-huh. results. So, I mean, I, I, I imagine V11 is going to, you know, if it is doing half of what they say that it is, it's probably they're getting to the point where they do feel comfortable being hands-free most of the time or more often. <laughs> um, so I could see reduction of the nagging certain environments not doing the nagging but i don't know and I, yeah. I would guess that this tweet is probably the first time whatever engineer has to deal with it saw this right <laughs> that's probably the first time they're hearing Surprise. about it i you know i i won't make that claim but i i am aware of the fact having personally been on the end of that at other companies yeah. with executives saying things to yep. customers and i'm the first one to find out you know from that and then having to build it um and we know for a fact that elon has done that to people there have been engineers that have interviewed that have explicitly said, yeah, we found out that we were doing this thing because he announced it publicly to everyone. So we don't know right. that this is one of those cases, but it's certainly right. possible. <laughs> I, I do have the sense though, that uh, there has been some work on this. Like I, I, you know, it's hard to quantify. It's all anecdotal, but I do have the sense that the nags have been less frequent. Um, they're still there, but they feel less frequent since some update, probably since they started using the cameras. So, um, you know, it's just the, the question is how detailed are the question are, are the are the cameras? What what are they doing? They're certainly not doing all they could do. And uh, and it would be nice to have other alerts besides just uh, the flashing or the or, or beeping like right. there's some kind and of vibrating is, would be nice. It is annoying because, you know, the, the, if the camera is in the in, the internal camera, right, the one that's watching the driver, if it's able to detect certain things, it nags you less like we've known that's a thing and if it detects certain stuff it starts nagging you more so for example like if you hold up something like you're on a cell phone or something it starts nagging you constantly um or very very frequently it's quite annoying (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i i am a bit concerned about like what about like eye detection things like if you're wearing sunglasses it can't see your eyes they don't have infrared cameras um so the question is like is it good how much is that going to be an annoyance but Hey, at this point, anything they do will be an improvement over what they have today. Um, with regard to the person driving the car, not necessarily with regard to everyone else's safety in mind. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine that most people that are uh, less safe about it are already cheating and violating the system anyway with you know cheat devices. So I'm not too 
not too worried about it. Um, and I look forward to seeing, you know, how, how it does. Um, but yeah. yeah, that should be a signal to them. The fact that people even bother with these kind of cheat devices, they're not, I, I don't feel like they're malicious. They're just like, okay, this is getting annoying. And uh, I remember back in the day <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> when it was just version one <laughs> autopilot, it was the, um, you know, the mobile eye system. And when they added that nag, I, I don't remember if it was added or if it just became more frequent uh, after the first death, I guess. And a lot of comments on the forum were like, this is completely unusable now, <laughs> you know, because uh, it just, it really did become. I can't remotely read a book or play video games yeah. while driving. <laughs> right. This is unacceptable to me. Uh, but I, yeah, I feel like the people, they get these, these devices or hang a weight or stick a water bottle in or whatever the, the steering wheel, uh, it would be nice just to, to not, not have to even worry about that. Okay. People are trying to defeat it. Well, we should, we should work with the, the user, right? If the user, what, what did Elon say? All, all input is error. The fact that the user is having to go through this trouble to improve their experience, their user experience, um, you know, they, they should, you know, Tesla should figure out a way to improve the user experience in a way that right. doesn't uh, doesn't uh, harm safety. Sure. So, I, I mean, I th I think that's all we really need to say about yeah. this topic. Sure. I do. I do want to bring up another topic um, that I didn't mention earlier, but I still think is cool, uh, and I will even share uh, mm -hmm. for this as well. Um, but uh, there are some news for those of. For those Model S and X drivers out there, like myself, um, if you hate the yoke, guess what? <laughs> it is official now. You can order it on their website. Around Tesla wheel. now has released a steering wheel mm. for the Model S and the Model right. X. It is the default option even, so you can still pick yoke, or you can, you know, you can see the picture changes. Um, they also now, sell a replacement steering wheel. So if you already have a yoke car and you want to, uh, you know, swap yours out, you can do this. Now, one um, thing I noticed looking at this picture, I see the wheel, but I still don't see the main complaint, which is mm -hmm. uh, like turning stalks and uh, uh -huh. and and uh, and actual like clicking <clears throat> buttons as opposed to these, uh, you know, soft touch. Good, uh, good luck with that. So, <laughs> so what I will say is, as you know, I've had. I, I don't know how, when did I get the car in May? I think I got it in May, something like that. Um, so having driven a Yoke uh, Model S Plaid for this time, uh, I love the Yoke. I have no interest in getting a steering wheel. My only complaint is the turn signals being on the wheel. So like as you turn it, so making it a round wheel that still has the buttons for the turn signals does nothing for me. I have zero intention of buying this. Um, and I don't think it fixes any problem whatsoever. But there are people that I've seen that do genuinely think this is an issue and they really do want the round steering wheel and the stocks are not their issue. Um, I think it has to do with how you grip it, how you hold it. I'm usually drive with one hand a lot of times and we're like where my arm is, like I'm usually fine. And if you use one hand and you like palm the the uh, the yoke moving it around, I don't have an issue with it. But um, but again, so for those of you that are interested in having a steering wheel, there is now an official option. Um, but let me ask: when you when you palm the steering wheel around, do you get uh, errant uh, button presses? No, because I usually <laughs> do it on the side. Um, 
So I don't usually have that problem. They also, if you notice the top of the yoke, that's kind of like hooked a little bit. So oftentimes yeah. I'll like hook a finger around hook. it and I'm just using one finger to turn the wheel as opposed to like my whole hand. Um, but yeah, so personally, I think the yoke is great. I don't miss the wheel at all. I do miss the stocks and having for the turn signals. I think that is the button for turn signals. It works great most of the time, but every now and then like a traffic circle or a roundabout or a rotary, depending on where you're from and what you want to call it. Um, that's really annoying because signaling that you're leaving the traffic signal, you know, or the turn signal when you're like, you know, your wheels all jacked up and you're like, shoot, which way am I turning? How do I yeah. signal? Like that's, that's where it gets a little funky. Um, but Lewis, you know, I mean, I, I get the yoke and all that, but where am I going to put my little chrome spinner knob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't really understand the rationale between uh, of losing the stalks. Um, I mean, I understand there might be some cost savings, but uh, it's such a logical design, like user interface. It makes so much sense. You know, I'm turning to the right. I click in the direction I'm going, I'm, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, why, why lose those? I think it's an aesthetic thing to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's primarily what it is. Um, I don't know. So Michael Mooney brings up, you know, he said, I don't think people's issues with the yoke is turning. It's the issue more with FSD, the car's turning the wheel and then you have to grab it if it's doing something wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, that that's probably a legitimate concern. So me personally having FSD and I use it, most of the time when I'm driving my car, any kind of distance, I definitely use it. Uh, I don't have my hands ever off the wheel. Like I, if I'm in FSD, I'm still holding onto the wheel to some degree because I don't use a cheater device. Um, and it's for me, the point of FSD is that I don't have to pay attention as closely. Like that's the primary thing. I don't have to worry about the stop and go traffic. I don't have to deal with, you know, the, the most of the stuff. So I don't let go a lot. Um, unless I'm on the highway and there's no turning. So at that point, it doesn't matter. Like grabbing it is irrelevant. Um, it's easy. Uh, but yeah, if you're doing like local city driving and the yoke's kind of jerking all over the place, I leave my hand on the damn thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily understand that problem, but, but either way, they now do have an official one. I have seen there's aftermarket ones. Some folks have purchased them. I personally did not like the design of any of the aftermarket ones. Uh, I, I was a big fan of, uh, there's a gentleman that actually had a post in a thread over a year ago on TMC about doing his own steer, like taking a Model 3 steering wheel and wiring that into a Model S that had a yoke. And that's probably what I would have done um, if I really cared. Uh, and and you actually, he added stocks as well. So for those that do really want stocks, uh, hmm. there is the ability to implement that. It is possible. You really need to know what you're doing when it comes to engineering. Yeah, um, and there are some open source projects out there where you can take the the entire encasing of the, uh, the, the driving column or the steering column, and you can get the one for a Model 3. It'll fit. It has the holes for the stocks. You can put the stocks in, and then the way that it wires up, there's some microcontrollers you can hook it all up and do that. So that is like an option for those that really care about that. Um, I haven't cared enough because I don't drive enough for it to really bother me. Um, I think my car has about 2000 miles on it in, in whatever it's been over six months. Uh, so, I'm definitely um, in the not driving a ton persons. One of our producers had a, a failed uh, steering wheel replacement. Yep. What, uh, remind me what he was trying to do and what he managed to do. So he was trying to <laughs> replace his steering, his yoke with an aftermarket steering wheel. Yeah. And it in removing 
uh, one of the things inside the assembly, it actually, there was a part that broke and then it came undone and like it basically unwrapped this whole thing and it unspooled. And that, that's basically the coil that detects like the orientation as you're rotating, Mm -hmm. um, the wheel. So he had to get a whole replacement. Um, it was a big pain. So things can't go wrong when you try to do this yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Things can go wrong if you try to do it yourself. So certainly, uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think if you watch videos, it's not that bad. The instructions are out there. Um, the assembly details are out there, but you still have to be careful. I don't get why they don't put the horn on the, uh, airbag. I agree. That's another complaint that a lot of people have had and they really should. Um, so there, so what's funny is there was a tweet about a year ago, right? When people were complaining about this, um, and Elon said, don't worry, it's just a software update. We'll easily do that. Um, the problem is, I think it's a little misleading because there's no actual actuator that detects the press on the airbag in the center. There's nothing mm-hmm. underneath that's like that, that I've seen in any disassemblies that actually mm-hmm. could do that. What they actually released as a software update is if you mash the right-hand side. So instead mm-hmm. of mashing the middle and pushing it, if you just kind of like smack the touch sensitive side on the right and just kind of hit all the buttons. It'll honk the horn uh-huh. instead of you finding specifically like where's the, the horn, horn button. Um, so, I mean, I think that's an improvement, but it's still not pushing the center of the wheel. It's pushing the right side of the wheel. Is that, <laughs> is that another back. one of those examples of uh, software not being able to uh, account for, for hardware? <laughs> yeah, for hardware yes. Software. It's a <laughs> software almost does what you want it to do but not quite you if you actually wanted a real problem you need a hardware change so hmm. we'll see <laughs> yeah so um we do have a few comments here uh i see joe uh, jimmy commented said you know his 2021 model s plaid refresh still has no AAA gaming uh the steam update essentially uh they want to charge two thousand dollars there's no tilt screen either so yeah so that is actually hardware uh restricted um so uh model s and x uh, if they came out in 2021, they most likely do not have the uh, enough RAM in their MCU to actually do the Steam game update. So uh, if you bought one in 2022, uh, depending on when in the year, if you're at the very beginning of the year, you may not be able to. If you're later in the year, you can. Um, I do have that update. So it's like having a Steam deck in your car, which is really cool for charging. Um, so Steam does work on on my Model S Plaid, but, um, but I also do have the tilt screen uh, motor, which he, you know, complains there's no tilt screen either. Uh, you would hope there's a retrofit for the tilt screen. So the, the assembly of the screen itself does have all the mechanisms necessary. It just doesn't have the motor drives, which I think is why they didn't do it. I think they're at a parts issue. Um, so it's possible they could do a retrofit for that. There is a retrofit for the steam gaming, but it, yeah, it costs about two grand, which is unfortunate. Um, place the processor, don't you? Uh, it's mostly a Ram issue from what I've seen. Uh, oh really? So I think it's really it was the amount of RAM in the in the system playing games, yeah. But um, the RAM, I mean, I'm assuming the RAM is just uh, it's all it's one unit. It's all yeah. yeah, it's one board. You can't swap it out. It's not mm-hmm. yeah, it's not something you can. Do. Oh come on, a little surface mount technology. Okay, on the so, tabletop, yeah. so <laughs> if you if you know what you're doing, I don't want to say that you couldn't fix it yourself. Um, I have been known to desolder and resolder by hand surface mount devices. It is a huge pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. I take works, cell though. phones apart and you know oh, yeah. use a microscope to solder and desolder components, but um, they that would void your warranty for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably if it was in my situation, if I was in that situation, I'd probably just pay the two grand. 
But it, at least it's not part of the SOC. At least it's a separate chip on the board. Correct. Correct. So, um, but yeah. So anyway, so that is the thing to be aware of. Um, you know, Joe also complains. He said the 2021 Plaid Acceleration Shutter in the 35 to 44 mile an hour range is a horrible feeling for a vehicle that's that expensive. You know, 140,000 plus Model Three performance is so much smoother. Um, so I have to say, I haven't driven a Model Three, so I don't have one uh, to compare side by side. Um, I mostly do not notice the shutter. I don't really have that. I have seen it. I have experienced it once or twice, but most of the time I don't experience it. So I'm not sure what's going on there. There's a whole thread about lowering links and adjusting your suspension and all this other stuff. That maybe what was the cause of the shutter? It's a it's a hardware issue. There's a resonance somewhere or what? Yeah, it's something to do with the control arms. I think um, for the uh, for basically the ride height um, because there's people that have done things with the alignment where they adjust it and whatever to try to get rid of the shutter. And there's folks that claim they've fixed it versus not fixing it. I haven't messed with mine at all, so I, I couldn't give you a definitive answer. It's just what I've read. Um, but yeah, um, it is, I, I do agree that the, um, uh, so Joe, I do agree. He's commenting further the saying that if you look to the order page in 2021, it did claim that it would have AAA gaming, um, and the tilt screen and all that other kind of stuff. Um, and the 200 mile an hour top speed. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yes, I mean, that's, I, I, I will say that is typical of many big companies with advertising, but Tesla is a big offender of it for sure. I agree with you. They advertise something that it will be able to do in the future. FSD beta, anyone, um, you know, driving from LA to New York without any human interaction, you could mm. robo taxi your car, right? Like they sell the idea behind things they're trying to accomplish, even if it can't, and they don't always provide a free upgrade to do it. So far, they've generally provided a paid upgrade in a lot of cases for hardware. Some cases it's been a free hardware upgrade, but yeah, not always. And that is I, I agree and understand your your uh, frustration. I'm guess uh, I'm fortunate that I waited on ordering my plaid, and I'm sure there'll be a new feature that comes out this year that I'll be pissed that mine doesn't do. And <laughs> you know, I'll be I'll be right there with you with pitchforks. Well, speaking uh, of promised features, speaking of promised features, <laughs> time to move on to yeah. our wonderful news of the caliber covers for the performance vehicles. <laughs> Man, so how about yeah, Doug? Buddy. How about you give the background? Or no, actually, Mike, Mike, give the background on this one. Uh, this one really grinds your gears to use a fun idiom. Uh, yeah, well, as someone as someone that's actually swapped in the performance brakes on their base level Model Three, um, in in the in days of old, when you ordered a a Model Three P performance, you got performance brakes, different rotors, different calipers, different pads. Um, both front and rear and in fact even on the rear the um the electrical jumper cable is different between the base model and the 3p what they're doing now according to what we found on twitter um the very latest model y's p's are coming with performance brakes on the front but the rear brakes are the same brakes are on the long range and tesla's added a caliper cover that makes it look like the old school 3P caliper. And um, you're not getting the rotor, you're not getting the caliper, you're probably not getting the sport pads because they were physically different pads. They were Brembo brakes. Um, and I think they're banking on the fact that most people that order a P are not out tracking the car. You know, they just want the P for the raw acceleration. 
And so the rear brakes probably are not really used that heavily to start with. So they can get away with this. But sure. it's it's kind of a bait and switch, at least in my mind it is. <laughs> yeah, so this was this all stemmed from a post. It was a, it was a, a tweet by ZEV-centric. Centric. Um, and they basically said, as we took delivery of our 2023 Model Y last month, at some point, Tesla decided to put caliper covers on the Performance Y. What does that mean? It's a smaller caliper and a smaller rotor, which is the same as the long range. So yep. now you're just paying for the same brakes, but in red. Now, I guess what I'm wondering is, is this just, is this on both the front and rear, or is this just the rear? Because well, I hope it's not on the front. <laughs> because, because I would imagine, like, if you're paying for performance, you're still getting... <laughs> yes. So the audio so, there, by the way, for those listening, yeah, is a, he, a video clip of them uh, hitting the, the cover. cover. That's the. <laughs> I'm trying to show that it's just a a shell of a cover on top of the caliper. So um, the the three P originally had different rotors, different calipers, WTF. different pads on the front, and they were all sure. based around Brembo. Mm-hmm. The rear was the same. It, it was different caliper, different brakes, different rotor. In the tweets I found so far, it's only the rears they talk about. Okay. So, so I would assume the fronts are the four piston Brembo or something equivalent. Right. So I, I so I'm gonna throw out go out there and say this is most likely cost cutting, right? This is most likely Tesla doing some cost cutting, trying to maximize profit, which you know, whatever. That's what businesses do. Um if it is just in the rear, I don't think it's as severe of a problem as people are making it out to be. Now, I get it. I understand. It's, it could be it's still upset. a bait and switch. <laughs> it is a bit of a bait and switch. However, when you track your car, the vast majority of your braking is done on the front. On the that's front. You're going to have most of your. Absolutely. Um, that's where you have most of your heat buildup. For my own car, you know, if, if I'm going to be tracking it, I'm, you know, going to do air intakes on the front rotors and swap the rotors and bigger brake pads, all stuff. I'll probably just do it on the front. I can't imagine doing all four. If I was paying for ceramics, I'd probably just do the front. Um, so I don't think it's like the end of the world saying you're paying for it no. to just be painted red yeah. because and, you're still getting the front improvement. Let's be really clear. And, and I didn't realize this until I started digging into getting the parts to do my swap. You can buy front brake pads for the Tesla Model 3P all day long from any number of vendors, including Tesla. They call them sport pads. Mm -hmm. When you start talking the rear brakes, the the number of people that will supply you pads for the rear performance brakes are effectively one, maybe two. I had to talk to one company specifically, and they said, yeah, we can do it. But Tesla was really the only place I could get the rear pads from. Nobody else in the world sells them. Not for the P. They'll sell it to you for the base model, but not for the P. And one guy, one engineer I was talking to, he's, we just don't sell many. I mean, nobody wears them out between one pedal right. driving and the fact that all your braking's done with the front. The only thing the rear pads are effectively used for is your emergency brake. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, I guess my issue with this uh, is just a little more philosophical. Uh, <laughs> right? Ethical. I mean, ethical. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe ethical too, but um, like the the Elon mantra, the sort of Tesla SpaceX philosophy is always, uh, you know, the best part is no part. Uh, yeah. And, okay. Here's so a take part here off. that is that is strictly <laughs> cosmetic, and um, and it feels like it's just a. It, it's almost like um, 
Oh, like the fake air vents that you'd see on, uh, you know, like some Mitsubishi well, somewhere. Feed holes. The, the old days of the sh- of the hood scoop that didn't work. You know? Hood scoop that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, so it, it feels like that kind of thing, and that that just feels that feels anti Tesla. That just doesn't feel like uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like Tesla. So I don't I don't no, really get it. Um, I mean, are or are these just do they make their own pads? They do have a Tesla stamp on them. Uh, is that um, part of the vertical integration? Or well, all right. So if, you, if you're talking the base model, it's Tesla pads, but I'm sure they're made by somebody else. If you talk mm-hmm. the performance brakes, it's all Brembo parts. It may it has a Tesla part number, but it also has a Brembo part number, and it's got the Brembo name on it. So, so yeah. I mean, I could see why they would do this, uh, but uh, it just feels... It feels wrong. It just feels a little bad somehow. I mean, <laughs> I have I have a Model S Plaid, and my brake calipers aren't even red. So I mean, <laughs> well, we could fix we could fix yeah, that. You know, <laughs> I got some spray paint. My, my old right Nissan, you know, had those sweet ass red calipers, and now I'm just like, oh, they're just regular. Yeah, you get red, you get blue, calipers. you get yellow. You know, pick a color. I'm huh. I'm gonna swap mine. I, I haven't done my brake swap yet. I plan on doing it when I uh, throw in the new. Uh, wheels, but you're putting but... carbon in, right? No, God no! Oh, it's too come expensive. on! It's a daily driver. <laughs> I'm not putting carbon ceramics on there. No, thank you. Yeah, I I may be able to afford a plaid, but I'm not willing to burn money. <laughs> Twenty thousand dollars on brakes, right? Like it's a <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. I mean, even even if you stuff. track it, I don't think it's worth it, right? Like I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It depends, <laughs> it depends what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Alrighty. Well, lots of interesting stuff. I'm so glad so, that we're finally back into the new year. Hmm. Another year down. Feeling older already. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah. lots of exciting news. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks with the new versions. I'm sure we'll right, be back and, uh, to tell you all about it. In our previous uh, episode, we did uh, some predictions, and uh, there's some YouTube shorts out about uh, those predictions. So uh, I'm sure to check those out. You can laugh at how wrong we are. See how accurate we are. <laughs> how accurate or wrong we are already. I don't. I don't know how we're doing. You know, one of them was about uh, Tesla stock and uh, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, uh, we're probably end up being right about that one because uh, the because <laughs> we're all the, pessimistic. No. <laughs> we're pessimistic, but maybe we're realistic. I mean, it's got a long way to climb back. Uh, yeah, given there's the, a fine the line that's there. lost. So. Yeah, we'll and see. We'll see. Been lots of lots of rumors around things coming out of China and all kinds of stuff. So we'll see what happens with Tesla yeah. stock. But Pe- people um, and cars. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah. So anyway, so this has been episode number thirty-one. Uh, again, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, appreciate. Uh, everyone's love and support and hate, you know, keep the hate coming too. It's fine. <laughs> As you can see, none of us have any hair. So it's, you know, so it's we can't, pull it out. can't, can't, uh, can't turn gray on it. So, <laughs> oh man. But um, I just want to thank all of our, uh, you know, folks that help make this happen behind the scenes, folks, uh, Danny and James and Adam and, others that i'm drawing a blank you, you know you think i'd have this written down by now or i'd have it memorized because yeah, that's pretty you know, much it right now i think that's pretty much it right now so we've had other folks coming in and go in and out um as always if you like what you're seeing please like and subscribe we appreciate it um if you want to become a supporting member on 
uh, teslamotorsclub.com's uh, website. That would be awesome as well. Yep. Uh, and, you know, thanks uh, to uh, Autel for sending the, uh, you know, charger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just in general, like, hey, if anyone else wants to send us some free yeah. stuff, uh, we can review your product, you know, go for it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, uh, we again, thanks for the comments. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. See ya.